Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to a Soccer Rangers podcast. I'm your host for the evening. I am Cole. I am the Green Ranger. With me tonight is not our entire crew. We have Robert the Red Ranger. Hola, me amo Robert. I speak French. We have John the Silver Ranger. Hi, I'm here and present. Fun stuff. And together we're the Soccer Rangers. And, and here we talk about podcast. Uh, on our podcast, we talk about conventions, nerdum, and nerdum in general, and of course cosplay. Wow, that you are rusty <laughs> as fuck, man. Like, there are, there are cells in Alcatraz that have less rust on them than you right now. Well, to. By technicality, we actually haven't talked about cosplay or conventions in probably four and a half to five months. Mm. Yeah. So by technicality, hi, this is the Soccer Rangers podcast. We talk about nerdum in general at the moment. I'm depressed now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's kind of depressing. But anyways, um, this week we are missing two of our rangers. Uh, unfortunately, have some, some stuff going on, so they're not able to join us this evening. Uh, but we'll hold down the fort. Um, one problem. Do you guys know what the fuck we're talking about? Actually, who am I kidding? This is a common tactic. Robert, what are we talking about? God, it's always my job to go and come up with something to talk about. Uh, it's like, you're the, I don't know. You're it's the, not It's not like you have... You're the Red Ranger. You're like supposed you, to lead. I, exactly. I guess so. I mean, Jesus. Okay. Uh, all right. Time to put and on the big boy it, pants. It, Let's get this shit done. Do your job or I'm going to take your place. All right, all right. And it's right. not like you don't have, like, 15 notifications on your phone for anything nerd-related. That actually is not true at all. <laughs> I am so disconnected from social media and a lot of the regular point-of-broadcast stuff. Like, I have a lot of news services that I'm subscribed to. I didn't to. say anything about social services. I just said news services. Well, no, that's what I mean, though. It's like, a lot of the stuff that I go and get, I, I am somebody that very much believes in doing as much research as possible before I ever voice an opinion on anything, whether it go and be medical, political, anything going on in this world. I want to make sure that I'm at least well enough informed to be able to have an opinion on things. So, yeah, I'm constantly subscribed to news services, I actually have to go out of my way to go and find shit that's nerdy. Which is hilarious when you think about what I talk about on a daily basis. Yeah. Very true. I guess, I guess that makes I guess that's what makes it work and I enjoy it for that reason. I don't know. Uh, I guess definitely. so, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so we had a lot of fun last week going and doing uh, short tangents uh, based on things that we hadn't gotten a chance to talk about previously. Uh, this time around, we're just going to go into news of the week. And uh, just go and talk over a couple of things that are going on, particularly on the television side of things, because television production is finally moving again at a regular rate. We're starting to go and see some new premieres, and we're starting to get a lot of announcements for what is coming next year. So we're going to have some fun talking about that. So uh, let's uh, get some hot takes, hot takes, hot takes, uh, starting... Okay, so in other words, these are these just more films that I'm just never going to see? Yes. No, 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 no. We're, 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 doing, we're doing more on the television side of things, and I think these ones are going to be a little bit more something that you could talk to, because these are not traditional things that are going on right now. Okay. And I think that I there's going to be an interest... that I don't watch television very much at all either. No, no, I understand that, but like there, there's some interesting perspective I think that somebody like you could 
uh, be able to go and impart onto the listening audience, as I'm sure they're also going to have some strong opinions about some of the things going on. Uh, but I am Alrighty, going to start off. With, I am going to start off with one movie thing, uh, because this went and just rolled across my desk late yesterday. The director of the Watchmen TV series has been tasked with. Well, what, what is a beloved classic film that you never thought somebody would try to seriously remake? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's because there's what a whole such, list in my head. Yeah, like, 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 go and give me like a top three films that you would like never live expect action, Hollywood to go and try this, to remake. Harry Potter, being Princess Bride, Lord of the Rings. I can say safely, none of those. Is it being redone as a what? Thank God. Is it being redone as a as a live action? Yes. Hmm. And I will okay. go and say the original film is also live action. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So classic film. Yep. Godfather. Nope, not that one. Kind of in that direction. How about I go older? I'm going to go the oldest film that I can think of right now. Cleopatra. You're in the right era, but not quite right. Re- hmm. What's the name? Oh, wait a minute. What's the name of that film? Troy? No. Okay, first that was that was that was one that was one. I give up. Tell um, me the answer. Cas- what was the name of that um that fucking film? Not Casanopia. Um Are you think of Casablanca? It was the Casablanca, thank you. No. Thankfully that one, or that remake got shelved real quick. Isn't Casablanca the long the most expensive film ever created? No, but it is kind of an Which interesting Which one am I thinking? It was the one with Liz Taylor. Mm. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think that was the that's the one that I know of. That it was just it yeah, was like yeah. six hours long and expensive as fuck. Yeah. Now you got one more guess there, Cole. Uh, there's so many older films that are like, like classic style. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you one other hint. This is so ingrained in the popular culture of the world. It was so groundbreaking when it came out that I will guarantee you have probably seen it. Like, it was considered groundbreaking at the time, and it still holds up as a good film today. Oh. Oh, hell, I'm going to go and give you the best clue I possibly can here. While the film itself has not been remade... In the traditional sense, it has been adapted a few times into other variations of itself, including one with Mr. Michael Jackson. God damn it. I am actually shocked. Yes. Frank, no. Oh. Werewolf in London? Nani the fuck you say? 
no, no, or I'm, I'm telling you, he's on down the road, bitches. He's on down, he's on down the road. That's right, I'm talking about the Wizard of fucking Oz. Oh, motherfucker. I, I know, like, right? They already <laughs> remade that once. Well, here's the thing. It has been remade several times, but not as in, like, a full rehash of the original. It's been retouched. It's been reworked. There was a Tom and Jerry thing. Been, there was the Wiz. Been... There's several versions of the Muppets trying it, which is just wrong on all levels. But I say I say that as a fan of the Muppets, but like that was definitely during that area or there during that era where they were owned by a cookie company, for God's sakes. But does the world really need this? I would say it's not. not. Like they, it's not like Hollywood could think for itself. No, Hollywood I know. ran out of ideas a long time ago. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know how I feel about this one. So Watchmen TV director Nicole Castle has been enlisted to helm a fresh take on The Wizard of Oz for New Line Cinema. So, like, are we going to get, like, gunfights and stabbing? No, I think if you were going to go and do that, you'd probably go and get a Snyder on that one. And how close to the source material are they going to go to? Because that... if you've ever read Wizard of Oz, there's a lot of fucking content in that game, in that book. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, it, I will go and say, not a fan of Frank Elbaum. The guy was a serious racist. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that like in the modern definition of racist. I mean like stone cold fucking practically a member of the KKK racist. Yeah. But oh, totally. dude wrote some great stuff. There's a reason on why despite who he was as a person that the book series really has held up as time's gone along. You know, it's another one of those hate the creator, not the creation situation. Right. So I can't rolling anyway. Yeah. I I don't know really what to think about this particular situation. Like I I will go and say, I want to go and give uh, castle, the benefit of the doubt here. Like just a quote from the press release on this. I am incredibly honored to join Temple Hill and New Line, bringing this beloved classic to the screen. While the 1939 musical is part of my DNA, I am exhilarated and humbled to be, uh, or to have her humbled by the responsibility. Jeez, I can't read tonight. I am exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining this legendary tale. The opp- yeah, the opportunity to am- or to examine the original themes, the quest for courage, love, wisdom, and home feels more timely and urgent than ever. These are profoundly iconic shoes to fill. I'm sure there was a pun intended on that. I'm just inferring on that. And I am eager to dance alongside these heroes of my childhood as we pave a newly minted yellow brick road. I want to believe that that's a humble statement and that there's going to be a lot of love and care brought into this. I just, I don't know how to feel about this one. Like, there's just some things you shouldn't touch. No, there's things that don't need to be remade or even touched on. I felt that way about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. To be honest with you, I, but it was a classic but at the same time, I want to believe that they could do some good with it. But you know, back to what you said, Rob, I don't I don't think it needs to be remade or anything. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't know. This is one of those things where it's like I, I've kind of found myself questioning a lot of my old beliefs when it came to cinema. Like, do some films need sequels? It's like, well, we actually are hungry for a lot of things to have sequels anymore. You know, it's not one of those situations where it's just like, oh, the original Indiana Jones was absolutely fantastic. Did it need a sequel? No. I actually really like Temple of Doom. I know that's not a lot of people's favorites. But, yeah, that one, it was another good film. And that's followed up with The Last Crusade. And people wanted that. And people got excited when they heard about Indiana Jones 4. Now, ultimately, that film never came out. And, you know, everybody uh, would love to go and see on what they were planning for that. I don't know why they're producing Indiana Jones 5 just going and skipping over the fourth film that was never made. I still don't understand that. But, once again, people are excited about that. I look also at, like, the Transformers franchise. Like the first one. Was excited for the second. Didn't really like it, but went back for the third. Liked that one a lot. And then... Jumping back to Indiana, yes. what about the prequels? That's kind of an interesting one there as well. It's Once again, it's one of those... I think that we actually are hum- or hungry to go and find more. When you have great characters, you want to have more time with them. You want to experience these characters more. I think it's part of the reason why, despite the fact that it wasn't a commercial success initially, even films like Return to Oz uh, found cult followings. You know, A film made over 50 years after the original film came out and produced by a completely different company, making a direct sequel to the original. People liked that. There was a following for it. But once again, not enough to keep things going. It's... I don't know. It's, it's weird for me to go and think that there's films that we never want to see touched, but we still have that drive. We want to see more of these characters. Remaking films is a difficult thing. I still go back to how many versions of Spider-Man do we need? The original movie came out in 2001. It's kind of crazy thinking about the fact that we're 20 years later and we have had three with the original director, two with the next follow-up director, and we have two of them have been released and a third one on the way in the MCU. And I gotta go and say, I'm only really endeared to Tobey Maguire's version of Spider-Man, largely because that's the one I grew up with. I do believe that is a big factor. I still want to see more of what this character does, but I'm just not invested the same way I was with the others. Once again, how much can you redo something before it just loses its meaning? Right. And, like, I would hate to see that happen with The Wizard of Oz, where every time I see them try to do something with this licensed property, people always compare it to, oh, remember the 1939 film? Yeah, I grew up with that. I loved it. It's just... It's part of global culture. It was that Technicolor revolution. And it still holds up to this day, which is weird, because a lot of films made during that period of time just... They don't. I'm sorry, as soon as we got to the talkies... It got really difficult in Hollywood. It got better after that, but it was difficult. I don't know. In the same vein, remaking a classic story, we'll say. And we've said before, Wizard of Oz has been remade many, many, many times. Yep. 
But there is another one that we've talked about before, actually, just a couple weeks ago, back in the old, in 2020, about Christmas films. Mm Mm-hmm. And my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas films, The Night Before Christmas. Not Night Before Christmas, but, but, Christmas uh, Carol. what was the name of the, Christmas Carol, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Would, there is the original, that, the old black and white original, there, the ones that I'm aware of anyway, the Disney version with Mickey Mouse and Scrooge McDuck. There's the version with the Muppets, which technically, if you look at it te- by technicality, still technically both of them are owned by. No, I guess I won't. I guess Disney but, technically does not own hmm? the Muppets anymore. Well, no, they own them now. They did not at oh, that they time. Own them now, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they they were yeah yeah. Sorry, yeah, they, they did te- release that both film. Disney films. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um, and then of course a couple other versions that you know that we know of and that are spread throughout the universe mm-hmm. of, of of movies. Would you say that's too much? Because I don't think I've there are very few people that I know who have seen the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most no. people I know have seen the first two that I've seen. The Disney one, or the Muppet one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will go and say, I think a lot of that has to go and do with just our era of, I should say, that's more of a generational thing, though, because especially back during the 90s and the early 2000s, there was a lot of stuff that was being done on television that adapted that, but there weren't a lot of films that were released at that time that really touched on that. So I think that we kind of found ourselves in a nice sweet spot with, yeah, the Disney animated one that was released in the late 1980s. And then, yeah. Still the holds Muppet up, Christ- by the way. Yeah. Oh, it still holds up. Great. And then the Muppet Christmas Carol coming out in 1993. But, still, yeah. But then it's, again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just kind of funny to go and look at it. Like I I've got a whole list of Christmas Carol movies here. And let's see here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, I You have, know there's too many once you stop counting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go, yeah, there, there's there's thirty-nine theatrical release versions of the Christmas Carol. And that's before you start getting into a lot of the made for television or made for uh or i should say or tv adaptations and all that stuff i think that says something a little bit different though unlike and maybe to a certain extent like the wizard of oz this is one of those stories that is so easy to adapt into other storylines into other mediums it's i guess that's true very it's a complex story and the way that's written but the themes of it are extremely simple and easy to understand so it's really easy to adapt it and i think that that helps out for it i think part of the problem with something like the wizard of oz and to an extent i would go and say like with uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory this is kind of an interesting one because i think that both of those original source materials 
there's a lot of directions you can go with it, but the main narrative of it is surprisingly linear. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I can makes definitely it... Agree with that. Yeah, I, I think that makes it a little bit more limiting unless you're really willing to go in a completely different direction. Take Wicked, the musical. Well, based off of a book that's, you know, a... I guess an altered history of The Wizard of Oz. That yeah. did really well, both as a book, uh, as well as being adapted into one of my favorite stage musicals of all time. I mean, it's just Great absolutely music. fantastic. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like Wizard of Oz. No. You can relate it to different things. There's little references, but it is like a different property altogether, despite being set in the same world. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where the problem is. That's one of those things. Actually, you know what? Kind of an interesting one here. I didn't think about this until recently, but um, Disney actually released a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, hmm. uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, starring James Franco. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was actually surprising. Did not do very well. Good. Yeah. I mean, it, it did it, decent it, in the box office. Some people liked it, but it didn't do very well. Yeah, it, it wasn't a runaway success on there. No. But it did do well enough to go and get Disney to go and kill Adapting Wicked, which is kind of hilarious to me. Uh, I still cannot believe that. Uh, but that was also interesting because it went a different direction with it. It focused on the wizard before all the Dorothy stuff, before he became essentially the villain of the story. Mm-hmm. And in some respects, how he made the villain of the story. Yep. So that's another interesting thing. And it's like, I'm actually okay with that kind of stuff because I can still think of the original film just by itself and not be forced to go and relate it to the film that I'm watching at the time. I can still go and draw different things from it. But it's easier for me to think about it as, okay, this is a completely different thing. And it's okay to be a different thing. It went a very different direction. Do I want it to go and feel like I'm watching the same thing just done differently? And by differently, my brain will always relate to worse, even if it is on a technical level better. I don't know. It's th- this one kind of shook me yesterday. I don't know why, because I'm not even the biggest fan of the Wizard of Oz, but it's like I still watched it. I love the history behind it. It was an important piece for its time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just it. Like I, I think especially as a film guy and as you know, somebody who thinks of himself like he's a film historian, I'm not for the record, but somebody who you feels are. like he is sometimes. Um. Yeah, it's just I don't know why this one this one really upset me in a weird way, and it's like I actually want to have faith because I really love the Watchmen TV show. It's really well put together. If you're in the states and you have HBO Max or want to try, a, you know, just to go and get a uh, trial subscription to it, yeah, just binge it. It's it is worth the time. It really is. It was a great limited series, and once again, not a fan of the Zack Snyder movie, The Watchmen, that came out like almost twenty years ago. I don't think anyone was. Fuck, I'm old. I have a question that I just thought about. Yes. Going back to my thing about the Christmas Carol. Uh huh. And then looking at other things within the same genre. Mm hmm. Christmas. And Christmas Tales. Mm hmm. How many different films have we seen from Christmas Tales? Hundreds. Oh, God, yeah. If you were to... 
So I think that they're in their own category. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, those films can be made hundreds and hundreds of times over in different settings, different people, different whatever, whatever, whatever. And very few people are going to care as long as they're not doing, they're not like six of the put out in the same year. But yeah, things like, oh, we're going to renew the Wizard of Oz or we're going to renew or, or, or redo, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's another stupid example? Um, What's an old film from the ni- from the nineties that got that could that could be redone? Um, I'll use another Disney film, The Black <laughs> Cauldron, mm-hmm. mm. or something like that. Throw it at throw it at in, at at a digital release, a, a new release, or a remake into a live into a live action, or et cetera, et cetera. A lot more people are going to say something about it. Where no one's going to care that there's another adaptation of A, a, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, no, and I, I think that that's a valid statement. Oh, sorry, not, sorry, not sorry, not not care, but not be miffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's another one coming out. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. No, but once again, I think that kind of goes back to the. And I say this as somebody who actually would love to go and see somebody take another crack at the Heroes of Perdane series of books, uh, which is largely on what uh, the Black Cauldron is based off of. Uh, even the Horned King is basically an amalgamation of the villains of the first and the second books in the Heroes of Perdane story. Uh, that gave me wait, nightmares as a, as a child. God, right? <laughs> that last part, the last third of that film. I... Yeah, I'm still one of those guys that likes the film, and it's like, I wish I could have seen it before Katzenberg went all apeshit over the original film reel. I I really do wish that I could go and see what the original film was supposed to be like on there. I don't suspect it would ever have been a real masterpiece, but I I still actually like that one. But um, something like that, once again, you have a very structured story that's based off of, and while you can do different things to adapt it and change characters, events, all that stuff, if you're not hitting certain key things or keeping characters the way they're supposed to be, that becomes very difficult and you can end up alienating a lot of people. Especially these days, since people are actually very critical of a lot of book-to-movie adaptations. Yeah, Christmas Carol, once again, a very simple theming around it. Really easy to go and adapt it. Yeah, I'm never going to forget the Simpsons episode where they made a joke about <laughs> there being a Star Trek episode. Based oh, yeah. on a Christmas Carol, it's like it's true. God though. damn it, that could happen. That could happen. CBS All Access or Paramount Plus, whatever you're deciding to call yourself right now, uh, make that <laughs> get Discovery in there. Could work. I need a holly jolly anomaly in space that the Enterprise needs to go through. Okay, make it happen. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, sir. Patrick it's Stewart showing, would be up for it. Me, my Christmas yeah. future. God, am I yeah. fat? <laughs> God help me. All right, all right. I think I do. Do we have anything else to say about this, or shall we move on to the next one? Are you going Let's to move see on it? to the next one? No. We'll see what happens. 
Um, actually, fun fact, uh, I've got a movie premiere to go to. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, th- this evening at midnight, I've got a uh, critic screening of uh, Willy's Wonderland that I'm going to, because that's back on. Really? Yeah, no joke. Hmm. Nicolas Cage in a Five Nights at Freddy's-esque horror film? Oh, you better believe I'm all over this shit. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about Willy's Wonderland. John, you look shocked. Have you not heard of this? No, I haven't. When did this happen? Okay, okay. Keep recording. We're hitting pause. Hold on. I'm sending you a link. Willy's Wonderland. Cole, you watch this too. Why? Oh, because it needs to be done. Cole, just humor it him. Needs- Yes. I will. Yeah, no, this this is one of those things where you just... Oh, thank you. Where the hell do I go to chat? <laughs> I keep forgetting how this app works. There we go. Click it! Oh, wow. Oh, dang. I don't... That actually... Oh, wow. That's pretty good. How did I not know about this? <laughs> huh. I kind of heard of something that he was in, but I didn't know it was that. It's like... It's Five Nights at Freddy's, but... I don't know. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And he's the monster or something. I don't know. Is it horror or is it horror comedy? It's a horror comedy. Is that a genre? Yes. Yes, it is. Cool. No, it looks good. I, yeah. you know, it looks entertaining. Yeah, no, this this is another one of those ones that may have come from the unadapted Five Nights at Freddy's film. Uh, the one that was being produced by uh, Warner Brothers originally before uh, Blumhouse picked up the rights. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they made the Banana Splits movie, which a lot of people have assumed was more or less the loose script for Five Nights at Freddy's that was rejected by the creator. Uh, this one right here sounds like it was something that got or something that came about from somebody going, "Wow, it's been a long time since they announced that Five Nights at Freddy movie." Oh, let's move to a different production house. Hey, do they still have the animatronics left over from when they were working with the other studio? Yeah, they're unused. Can we make an animatronic horror movie? Yes? Can we get a psychopath to go and do the role? Like, who are you thinking? Christopher Walken? No, no, need more energy than that. John Travolta? No, no, less energy than that. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he'll do. He's cheap. He owes a lot of money to the government. He'll work for peanuts. Oh, yeah, no. Nicholas Cage seriously broke. There's a reason why he's in all these low-budget horror films these days. The guy is seriously broke. He was very bad with his money. And, you know, after a couple of divorces, you know, know, even a big celebrity like him is going to find himself in some hard times. It's a shame. I still think that he is a great actor, but he, he gets himself in some trouble. Yeah, no, I've actually gotten to stay in uh, one of the mansions that he used to own. He sold it at a $20 million loss, yeah. Yeah, no, you can go and rent his former mansion uh, in San Francisco. You know, go and cost you a couple hundred bucks a night, but it's the same amount of money as a good hotel. 
And then you get like 40 bathrooms. All to yourself. Funny. Yeah, nobody needs to know about why I was in Nicolas Cage's old mansion. Anyway, let's move yeah, on why, to the next subject, why, shall you we? You can't just drop something like that and then just walk away from it. Why were you there? I don't know. Why is the CW ordering a pilot for the live-action Powerpuff Girls series? Because they ran He probably was there on business and he just took a time to do it. That's why he did it. Anyway. Yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls, I'm sorry, the last cartoon was garbage, and now they want to uh -huh. make a live action. Oh, yes, yes. The the series, which has been in early development since last August, will center around the girls who are now disillusioned 20-something-year-olds oh. who resent their lost childhoods to year of her years of fighting crime. This Barf. is according to Variety. Oh, for fuck's sake. Barf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, the series will answer the question of whether or not the former team reunites once more when their crime-fighting skills are needed again. Sounds terrible already. This is going to be on the CW. You know, the Riverdale guys. Oh, God. This is either going to be the greatest piece of shit I have ever seen, or it is going to just make me rage more than Powerpuff Girls 2016. And... Some of the actual... I, I don't even know what to describe that particular iteration as. It, the the almost pedophile-embracing nature of some of the episodes? I still am confused what happened there. I don't, I don't know. Do they think there's money in this? I mean, apparently. Do they think fans will want this? Apparently they think they will. Obviously, they're not making it for the fans. I mean, look at 2016 Powerpuff Girls. Well, yeah, I mean, there was nobody that was happy with that one. Including kids! Including the people that worked on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. To them, it was just a paycheck, and they wanted it over. I, I'm still confused with one of the producers of that series having a self-insert character that Blossom was in love with. Like, what the fuck? She's a kid. What? It's a, Why? It's a... It's a fan. Why? It was pretty much fan fiction at that point. Why? Yeah, there were some weird choices made in that. That's for sure. Yeah, sorry. I th I think I just had a little mini stroke thinking about Powerful Girls 2016 again. <laughs> we don't want to go back down that road. I know. I know. I'm, I rage enough as it is. But yeah, apparently Time Warner thinks that Powerpuff Girls is good cannon fodder for young adult dramas. Like Riverdale or Great. Vampire Diaries. Ugh. I I got <laughs> nothing here. I just <laughs> no, what do you even say? No, there's nothing Next. to say. That's what we can say. Yeah, yeah. Five years. You've had two reboots in five years. Good night. I guess. Never ending reboots. Yeah, you know what? There was a way for them to make this work. I have seen the actresses or the voice actors that played the original Powerpuff Girls. You know what? Mm -hmm. you, you do them up in the right outfits and the right makeup. They could all pass for 20-somethings. Just cast the original cast of Powerpuff Girls. They were all these. on Vine once upon I, a time. Yeah, I know. Like, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Get, get Tara Strong and the other two in there and just see what happens. I could get behind this. If the show goes totally meta like the Josie and the Pussycats uh, movie, not to be confused with Josie and the Pussycats from Riverdale, 
who apparently were just abandoned after the first season. I'm very confused. I don't watch Riverdale for the record. I watched the first season. I kind of liked it starting the second season and just had to give up. It went insane. Uh, yeah, no, do, do that, CW. You, you can talk me into that. You can talk me into that. But I, I don't like I don't like your pitch. This ain't good. <laughs> no, it's, it's all set up for failure. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, let's see here. that's the case in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Pedro Pascal uh, continues his domination of the universe. Uh, the Mandalorian, Wonder uh-huh. Woman 1984, We Could Be Heroes. Now, he has been cast as Joel in The Last of Us HBO television series adaptation. Which I think is awesome, actually. <sighs> <laughs> I am honestly not surprised whatsoever that they're finally turning this into a fucking film. Yep. I am not. Well, it's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a limited-run TV series, just like what they did with The Watchmen. Sorry, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think it has Considering how popular the other stuff is, so... Yeah, no, it's it's coming to us from uh, Chernobyl uh, showrunner uh, Craig Manzin and The Last of Us game director and Naughty Dog co-president uh, Neil Druckmann. That's so, very cool. Yeah, this actually is kind of exciting on there. Like, actually having the guy that directed the original game coming in as an executive producer and as a uh, script editor, that's really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about this. I, I think that there is a really cool direction they're going with this. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I hope that it's a little bit more satisfying than The Last of Us Part 2. But once again, I, I'm sorry, I'm just not a hater of that game. I wanted to be, but I couldn't be. It's still a good game. I just don't like the direction they went with it. I, I think this yeah. one's going to go a little... Dr- I think this one's probably going to be a little bit stronger in... Ellie's narrative focus. Uh, they've got uh, Bella Ramsey was also named. She was actually the first announcement on this, but didn't catch quite as much attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bella Ramsey is going to be playing Ellie. She was also on Game of Thrones. So, yeah, it's a good choice. I don't know. I, I, I really actually hope, given HBO's honestly stellar work when it comes to original programming. And their attention to these limited run series. I really hope that maybe this is what's going to break the video game curse. Because a lot of the good a lot of the good video game properties don't adapt well to film because you can't condense a lot of these long player stories into a two hour film. Right. Addressing this in an eight episode miniseries? That could work. Was there any video game movies that turned out okay? I mean, Wreck-It Ralph was pretty good. I know. It's a video game movie that isn't a video game movie. Yeah, no, we... Like, I know there's at least one or two. It just depends on what your view is of good, I think, for a movie. Mm, Yeah, no. I'm trying to remember. We we had talked about this. Because some people think Mortal Kombat movies were good. I like the first one. I'll stand by. The first one is at least a fun ride. Like, the guys at Midway actually liked how that one turned out. Mm-hmm. And that one was really financially successful. 
So, yeah, that one, that one was pretty good. I will go and say anybody that calls Mortal Kombat Annihilation a good movie, though, <laughs> needs to have their head examined. Um, and there's been a few of them that are so bad it's good, like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one of the best movies of all time. Not because it's a good movie, but because it is so hilariously bad, and Raul Julia is so fucking good in it. It's like, this is charming. It's so bad, it's charming. Um, let's see here. I, I'm, I'm looking through the list, because I know we talked about this uh, probably two years ago, but we looked through video game movies, and are any of them any good on there? What what did we come up with that wasn't terrible? Um, the, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie was okay. I never saw wasn't, that. It's fine. I still wouldn't really recommend it, but it it's fine. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. I didn't hate Hitman. It's not good, but I didn't hate it. Mm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Prince of Persia was okay on there. Not groundbreaking mm. or anything, but it, it was okay. I'll still stand by. Warcraft was a good movie if you're into Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's not for general audiences. That's the problem with that one. (laughs) They made a film that was perfect for the Warcraft fans and nobody else. That is true. Um, Shit, yeah, I hate to say, I I think it's basically just Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog that go and get the title of good. Hmm. Do you think the Monster Hunter movie is going to be good? I'll say I know one person that's seen it and didn't absolutely hate it, but even his opinion of it was, you know those Resident Evil movies that the same guy directed? And by that I mean the guy who I did not realize directed the original Mortal Kombat movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was Paul Anderson. Apparently... He directed all the Resident Evil movies and the Mortal Kombat movie. I had no idea that he directed Mortal Kombat. What the hell? That's funny. Yeah, no. Um, also, but it, it feels like that. It feels like the third Resident Evil movie, uh, just with big monsters in it. Mm. So it has some good moments, but it just doesn't land on the story, is what I was told. Right. Yeah. Um, just so you know, because Monster, Monster Hunter came out the day after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it got twenty one million in the box office, forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and forty four out of a hundred from Metacritic. Interesting. Yeah, but speaking of Mortal Kombat, April sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Mhm. That's from Warner Brothers. That's the new one, right? So. That they're working on. Yep. Yeah. I have high hopes. Oh fuck! For that I didn't one. even. Oh, oh god! I just. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I'm looking further down this list. June 24th, 2022. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that that's a thing. Apparently people want it. Yep. Oh, and apparently the Five Nights at Freddy's is a to-be-announced to be upcoming film from Blumhouse. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, we'll we'll Good see on how many of these things Ooh. actually happen. Ooh. 
at the bottom of the list, they got a Yakuza film. Yeah, no, that one, that one's kind of an interesting one. Sega is planning on going and doing an international Yakuza movie based on their video game series. That's pretty cool. That's interesting because that's a very yeah. good game series. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I'm hopeful for that one. I hope that they embrace the somewhat goofy nature. <laughs> Of that I, franchise. I yeah, so I too. want him straight up in a disco outfit doing dancing. That'd be the best thing <laughs> ever. Yeah, like that if you capture the cheese. I'm all in. I am fucking all in. Alrighty then. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh I got a couple other things. Nothing nothing too major on here. Um this might just be yeah. the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. And I just don't know how to process this information. So I think probably most of our audience is aware that James Gunn, the director of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, is doing a film for DC, the soft reboot of The Suicide Squad, titled Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad. And he's going in with all camp with characters like Polka Dot Man, The Peacekeeper... Or, sorry, Peacemaker, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Hmm. I'm actually really looking forward to this movie, if for no other reason than, yeah, you know what? This guy understands on how to go and use cheese. So, we'll see on how it turns out. Uh, John Cena pretty much broke Twitter, and I mean that literally because Twitter had several servers crash the day that the announcement was made that he was going to be in the movie, and the pictures showed up of him in the Peacemaker outfit. Well, lo and behold, the movie has not even come out yet. (laughs) No. But the Peacemaker TV series starring John Cena is set for release on HBO Max in January of next year. That's pretty awesome. Are you fucking surprised? In all honesty, yes. But here's my reasoning. It's John Cena. Here's the thing, though. John Cena, very charismatic guy. Has done a lot Uh of cameo roles. Uh Has not done a hell of a lot of lead role acting so far. Very, very true. Investing in him for a multi-million dollar TV series tied into a highly questionable decision in filmmaking. By that I mean going back to the Suicide Squad. Although that actually has been one of the more successful... DC Extended Universe films outside of Shazam, uh, the first Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, there's all these things that should be going against it. But with James Gunn directing the movie, everybody's just like, this is it. This is what is going to make John Cena into the viable alternative. And by that, I mean the next wrestler to actually go big in entertainment like The Rock did. Because I think we all remember what he was like when he first got into acting. And he wasn't good. (laughs) But now he's a really respected actor, and I really like him a lot. You know, he's... I'm a tooth fairy. Yeah, that's just it. He did some humiliating stuff, but he grew some good acting chops. Yeah, I I remember on how, well, tragic it was with The Mummy Returns. (laughs) Uh, his first acting role. And then I remember the first time I actually saw him that he could be an actor and not just a wrestler was in this dumb John Travolta movie called Be Cool. That's still just one of those weird... Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird fever dream film because it's like, 
a film like this should not be able to exist. And then you see it, it's just like, that was a fucking good movie. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's not anything bombastic or really even that interesting. It's just a, a movie about... It's a movie about John Travolta as a Shylock. Going and getting a girl into the music industry. And The Rock's entire character is just his eyebrow raise. Like, just somebody went, you know, he's really good at that in the wrestling stuff. We should just make a character in a movie that just is all about the eyebrow raise. He's got the look. He's got the look of an actor. You, you got this. You got the this. main sure. reason sure. I suspect that mm-hmm. John Cena has already got that played out is because of one reason. Mm-hmm. Well, two reasons. One... The reaction that he got on just seeing him, excuse me, just seeing him in that you know in that costume, yeah, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, the huge meme that is the John is John that is John Cena. That still people use to this goddamn day and piss me off. I just want to know which John Cena meme. John Cena! That okay, one. that one. Yeah, okay, okay. Just making sure. The interrupting like, John Cena is what yeah. it is. I, I still don't understand what is up with the he's apparently invisible meme. Mm-hmm. Is that... I, I have no idea what it's about. I do not get this. I don't either. Yeah, no. It, it, it's based around something that he, that happened in the ring. I can't remember. Okay, I, so it, so a, it is a wrestling a, it, thing. It, it's a re, it's a wrestling joke that started okay. in the ring. Yeah, like I, all I know about John Cena is, at some point, I thought it was a good idea to investigate the Fred movies. <laughs> Fred, because oh, I, you I, poor fuck, I dude, I'm not even joking here. Like I was working on a YouTube series for our channel. Just watching bad films. I got to the end of the first Fred movie and just went, nope, I got five episodes done. I'm just deleting the whole thing. (laughs) I could not. That movie actually broke me. It's not even the worst film I've ever seen. It is just so ignorant to what it is. It hurt. It's annoying. But But I will say, John Cena is in there. And it is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And I don't know how it came out of that. I don't know if I was just so sapped of life that the idea of Fred having John Cena as his father. Not as John Cena, just being John Cena. But not actually being John Cena. And playing his father, who left before he was born... But Fred still has conversations with, like he's still around. It's just like, it's so dark and morbid. I just, I kind of loved it. But that was all the five minutes of the movie, and the other hour and 25-ish, or however the fuck long it was, just drained all of my energy. (laughs) I had nothing left in me. It's the only film that's ever broken me. Should we end it on that? Could be not. I might kill myself after that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's not end ourselves on a broken rock. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Okay, how about we go and end this on the fact that apparently there was an animated Scooby-Doo movie with WWE characters where it is implied that John Cena is banging Daphne. What? <laughs> That's not true. That's just dumb. <laughs> She's got him on speed dial. He comes running, saves the day, and no fucking joke... Literally stops a boulder with his bare hands after getting a text message from Daphne. It is implied multiple times that he is a booty call for her. Oh, gosh. That's funny. <laughs> okay, I can end on that. I'm sorry. I just... I can't let Fred beat me. I can't. I can't. Cole, end this. End this shit. Well, everyone, we are now at the end of another episode, and... If you made it this far, congratulations. I'm surprised. And I'm sure so is Tyler, even though he's not here. <laughs> but then again, he doesn't think anybody actually listens to us, so it doesn't matter in the first place. Uh, I'm the only one listening to us! <laughs> thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Bye, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. <laughs> um, but of course, if you did make it to the end, thank you so much. We always gr appreciate every single listen and every single stream that we have of our show. Sometimes we're amazed that anybody wants to listen to us blather on about things that we just want to talk about. So thank you so, so much. Sometimes? <laughs> we're only time. sometimes surprised by that? <laughs> yeah, good point. I'm always Yeah, surprised. I still don't know on who the hell these people are listening. Like, I love you fucking weebs. You're amazing. They're our fans. Apparently. Please send us fan mail. But it, <sighs> speaking of which, if you do want us to send us any questions or any th or topics for future episodes, you can send it to soccerrangerspodcast at gmail.com. You can send them to our Twitter account, Soccer Rangers. One of us will eventually check it. Um, although if you actually have something that you really want to get to our attention, you can, of course, send it to our email or ch go on our Instagram, Soccer Rangers. Um, or even our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers Podcast and uh, Podcast and Cosplay Crew. In any case, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time, where we get together and talk about random ass stuff that is somehow related to nerddom, cosplay, and conventions. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.